It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Welcome back to another edition of the Wolverine.com TV podcast. And we got some special guests today. Well, one special guest and Doug Skeen. We've got Angelique yeah. Shingelis. <laughs> you know we love you skiing so as, as bill simonson would say but uh angelique from the detroit news and uh you know what i call her the the silent assassin on the beat it's funny because she's not the one that's tweeting every little thing that she hears uh there's nobody in the business and angelique i've said this on our message boards that is more plugged in and, and is better on the beat than angelique uh she's been doing it for a while uh you don't look like you've been doing it for a while just to be clear so uh but uh Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. It's been quite the saga, huh? Yeah, I mean, well, just going to how long I've been doing it. Doug was a senior the first year I started covering the team. So. I was going to say it. I, I didn't mean for you to, to give it away. So, but yeah. yes, and and in all the years, so that was my thirtieth season of covering Michigan football, and it was. I, mean, I was trying to measure. You know, I can think of games, the you know, ends of games that are like you know, blow your mind and. And you got to change the way you're writing a story. And, you know, frankly, I had to change the way I was writing this story. I was finishing up a list of uh, candidates for the next head coaching position. Um, Wednesday morning, I woke up thinking Jim Harbaugh was going to be the Minnesota Vikings coach. I was literally trying to make dinner Wednesday night, open the oven to put the meal in to cook. I got a text and I'm like... I got to go. Oven's open. I ran upstairs and, and everything changed. And it was, yeah. it's been, it was wild, as you know, as Doug knows. It was wild to watch. It was, and it was tough to watch, to be honest with you, because, okay, I, and let me explain something here, okay? We, so we put out an article, I think it was Tuesday, that we talked to three people with direct knowledge of the situation on Jim Harbaugh's side, and they said he's going up there to sign a contract. He's not coming back. We're talking about people that he spoke with that day, including somebody on his staff who was concerned, saying, okay, you know, what's my next step? Are we going to be interim coaches? And we'll get to that in a minute. But they really wanted their shot to show that, hey, you know, we can do this. But um, he went up there not planning on coming back. And at that point, Angelique, it would have been any NFL job. They could have it could have been the Detroit Lions, in my opinion, or somebody. He had that itch and he admitted that today. And Angelique t- traded texts with him. and uh, But you've been saying this, Angelique, for seven years that, you know, Jim Harbaugh is not the lifer at Michigan that everybody wants to think he is, that he's still got that Super Bowl itch. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, to be honest with you. I, I've never thought anything wrong with that. I mean, the guy has ambitions. His brother's in the NFL. He lost the Super Bowl to his brother. He's a competitive guy. Look at all these stories he's told about wrestling with John and pushing him underwater. He wanted to push him underwater one more time and win a Super Bowl or two Super Bowls, whatever. And there is nothing wrong. He loves Michigan. There is no doubt that he loves Michigan. I, I mean, that that's never been in question. But since the day he took the job, I always believed he wanted to go back. He wanted, my feeling is he wanted to get Michigan. He found Michigan in, in disarray. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, and he wanted to, to get it back. And this was the year he finally got it to that level that people had hoped he would do in year two, maybe three. And um, so why not let him go test the waters? Why not let him go 
take that next step in his career or return. So no, I wasn't shocked that he, that he has interest. And I, I can't imagine that this ended his interest in it, but you know, we'll see where it goes. And we'll see how much interest he has going forward. And we'll talk about that in a minute too. But Skeen, there are guys, there were reports that there were guys that were helping him uh, prepare guys that he was going to take with him, uh, you know, for a long time and say, this is what you need to do in the interview and so on and so forth. Excited about moving to Minnesota. And I love Minneapolis. Uh, I don't like negative 30, but I love the city, you know? So, but uh, so now I think the point is you've got half the guys that don't seem like they want to be there. And the chemistry that you had last year was one of the big things that helped change the culture of that program and get it back to where it needed to be. And those guys were so tight now uh, in speaking to some of them directly and, and, you know, they're like wondering, you know, what's going to happen here this year and, and how do you mend those fences scheme? <clears throat> well, Dallas, as you and I have talked about for years now, every team and every season is different. Now it's just really, really, really more different for this coming fall, right, with this season. So the momentum, the good feeling, the accomplishment, that feels like it might as well have been two or three years ago now with what's transpired in the last few days. So Jim Harbaugh and his coaching staff have to, first of all, gather themselves uh, to clear the air, to understand, you know, who really wants to be here and what the feeling is coming from the top down. And then they're going to have to address that team. And the leaders that are were expected to lead this team and the up and coming leaders who we don't even know yet, that roster and that 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 locker room now has to be regained and reset going into spring football to let everybody understand that we are here for one mission because your head coach uh, clearly was ready to go to the NFL. And uh, now to turn around and say, you know, I love Michigan. I want to be here. Well, that may be there may be a lot of truth to that. And I do agree with you guys. I mean, Jim loves Michigan, but. If I, if I could go back to being a 21-year-old guy on that football team, I would have a hard time just swallowing that Kool-Aid without questioning how bad do you really want to be here, Coach? And and what will happen next year with an, if we have another good season like we just did? Well, you know, the next NFL team calls. So I, th- I think this is going to be around for a while every time Michigan has a good year like we did last year. But it feels like it feels like last year is really, really in the rearview mirror now when things are really starting over. Yeah, it does. And that's fair to say. So, uh, Angelique, going forward here, well, first of all, let's let's take a step back here. And um, is it your understanding that the Vikings had Jim Harbaugh number one on their list as well going into the interview? Because I don't think he gets on that plane unless he has that assurance. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that was that was definitely everything I'd heard. I was in communication with one of the beat writers up there. That's what he was hearing. I mean, it was definitely Jim Harbaugh's job. And, and I, I, you know, I think he's saying it in, in, in comments he made to, to Mitch album that, you know, he wanted that job. He wanted to, he wanted to, you know, start working for the Minnesota Vikings. And and maybe he didn't say that in, in so many words, but it was clear that he was, he was going there feeling very confident that he was going to, um, he was going to leave Michigan and, and become of the Vikings coach. And, you know, I, I agree with Doug. I mean, I, this is, He's got a lot of relationships to repair. The guy had generated so much goodwill last season. I mean, the winning, obviously, beating Ohio State, donating his incentive money back to the department. I mean, saying mm-hmm. all the things, you know, the the things that everybody wants to hang on. Oh, he said he'd do it for nothing. He, You know, you don't have to pay him. He loves Michigan. Now, I mean, that seems like that was eons ago. And 
but to me, the first thing he has to do is meet with that team. And it's not, not a couple phone calls he's made to, to some of right. the upperclassmen. It's, it, he's got to repair relationships, even with these freshmen who are coming in who are probably, you know, they were like, wait, what do you do? I mean, how do I look into getting out of my, uh, my commitment to Michigan? I signed this letter of intent, but he's not intending to stay. What do I do? So he has to repair those relationships first then work on his coaching staff. But to me, the players are, are number one here. Yeah, you and know, there were some – go ahead, Ski. I was going to say, I, I had a thought, you know, thinking this through, you guys. And I'm thinking about this. In this era of one transfer, no questions asked, and the money that's now involved, is it going to be as crazy as we think it might be for him to get that room back? Because there's a lot of players in, a lot, in America right now looking at their college football careers one year at a time. Yeah. And transfer is just one thought away. And maybe, just maybe, we're overthinking this a little bit. I think there's definitely some legitimacy to the staff. Now, that's different, right? But so many college football players now in this era of transfer and NIL, they may not even be here next year. So maybe they won't look at their coach as negatively as we think they will. I it's just a thought that I had. Well, it's, that's true, Doug, but there aren't that many landing spots. You can, you know, are they going to all, you know, head into the portal? Where are they going to go? A lot of these guys are just yeah. sitting in the portal waiting. They're, they're all going life. to Michigan. They're all going to Michigan State, Angelique. No, it's but, they're okay. going to they're going to Ole Miss because Lane Kiffin said he's basically <laughs> just recruiting college football players now instead of high school kids. So they're all going to go to Ole Miss. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry, Angelique. No, that was it. That was just my point. I mean, there aren't all these landing spots. But sure, yeah. I do think that the way I, I think that is the automatic. Well, I can get out of this. I can leave. I've got the the, bo the one year bonus here to transfer. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I do think you know, talking. I talked to one of the the commitments to this 2022 class, and he was like, you know, they did tell me during the re recruiting process, don't hang it all on who's the head coach. You want to go to Michigan. You want to get this degree. And um, I know that's something we've heard for 30 years, at least that I've been covering the team. And that is important. And it's, it's, you know, not something that every, every player embraces, but I do think that they're, you know, they're all going to look at this and say, well, why would I give this up too? Just because, because right. this coach left, my position coach is still there for now. So um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to repair here. I think, I don't think it's yeah. something to just well, brush I, it under the, uh, yeah, under no, the I think this is going to take all of spring and into the fall. And, and really for, so I think for some of these players in the staff and the staff, it's going to have to be a whole off season of nothing about Jim leaving for the NFL. You know, a year from now, this needs to be about just Jim recruiting and following through what he says he's now, you know, feeling and just being all in for Michigan and the enthusiasm and all that stuff he likes to talk about that, you know, he, apparently and allegedly from what I read, he's told Ward that he's done flirting with the NFL. Okay, well, the only problem that Coach Harbaugh has now is that we're going to have to wait a year to start to believe that. Yeah, that's so, a fair point. But, you know, you also have to wonder, has he – have his prospects in the NFL dried up? I mean, is, yes. are there going to be NFL teams interested in him going forward? I mean, that right. we don't know. He may have an interest, yeah. but they may not have an interest in him, and that may exactly. just wash all of this. Yeah, well, let's you know, let's put it put it this way. Uh, it was, you know what? It was going to be the Raiders, and then it was nobody else for a long time until they hired the GM at Minnesota, who he knew at San Francisco, saying, "Okay, this the Jim Harbaugh I remember is a guy worth pursuing heavily." Right now, that Jim Harbaugh, uh, number one, had some issues with the front office, but number two, 
isn't the same guy he was 10 years ago, in my opinion, uh, you know, so I'm not saying that he's a bad coach or anything, but uh, you're not getting, you know, the fired up, the the jackhammer that you had back then either. So going forward, you know, this is a young coaches league scheme. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, it, it's, it, I think it absolutely is that ballast, but 10 years in the NFL, the game in the NFL has changed. It's not what it was. So Jim Harbaugh, if, if he, if the feeling is is that he's going to go to the NFL and run 46, 47 G and play action off of that to go to a Super Bowl, that ain't happening, man. It's, it is a seven on seven pass offensively dynamic league and obviously quarterback driven. And, and I'm not suggesting that Jim would not, you know, and his staff, if he were the Vikings coach, couldn't adjust to that and become that kind of coach. But so much has changed in the way the game has performed in 10 years that the, the old Jim Harbaugh clearly was probably not going to have success in the NFL without him making some significant changes. And maybe the Vikings said, hey, you know what? Uh, this guy that's uh, with the Rams and uh, got this offense going, uh, picked up a talented quarterback to make it happen. I know you make that makes you happy there, Ballas. And, uh, and so, you know, maybe there's a football factor, a true on-the-field football factor to why one of the reasons the Vikings did a reverse course and hired the guy from the Rams. I think he interviewed Matt. Matt Weiss here either, what his role in all of this was, Michigan's yeah. quarterback coach. I mean, he had a, had a connection with the GM at the Vikings too. You know, he had, he had a vested interest in making this work because I think he's a guy who wants to get back to the NFL as well. So um, maybe going forward because, you know, he'll be on staff with, with, with Jim Harbaugh, maybe he does, you know, continue to make, connections and, and and convince people that Jim Harbaugh still has it in him. So that's why I don't think it's done done. I mean, I, you know, I think what Jim's saying right now is he's not going to flirt with it. Okay, fine. But I agree with Doug in one year, you know, Chris, we're going to be, we're going to be making all the same phone calls we were making the last couple of weeks. And, and yes. if we, we, we will, Angelique, you guys will be making those same phone calls if Michigan has another really good year. Right. Right. And that's, that's fair. Right. Yep. And, uh, and you're going to have to wonder, uh, you know, one of the things, and I've said this was the chemistry and everything came together this year. You know, it's like, what was that? There was a movie where they said a, a good song is like a fine stew and everything has to come together. Right. Uh, like a hit song. Well, it's the same thing with a great football season, in my opinion, where, uh, especially in this day and age when the culture has been up and down and, and we know for a fact that the culture was crap in 2020 uh, and they've talked about it ronnie bell has talked about it so everything came together there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to duplicate that especially now and uh to me that is the biggest concern because i know in talking to people on that staff that there are hurt feelings too and that there were guys looking that even if jim comes back what am i going to do next and that's a fact so um to me that's that's high up on the list too angelique and what's your sense of of the staff and i know that you've got great connections what's your staff uh, your sense on what they're feeling right now okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I think what you just described is is completely accurate, Chris. I mean, there there are there are hurt feelings. There are people who felt like they were going to be left behind too, like, "Oh, why isn't he why am I not going to go with, to the Vikings with with Jim Harbaugh?" 
And, um, you know, I, th I think that a couple of the guys who were probably candidates are, you know, for the, in if it was an internal hire, are wondering, well, okay, now what? You know, right. I, I was, I thought this was going to happen. And now it, it's like everybody was taken to this level of, of anticipation and then it came crashing down. So um, you're right. And I, I really did my, my first thought was that Jim was going to come back from Minnesota and walk in like, you know, what, nothing happened. I mean, you know, kind of head in the sand. And, and he can't because you're right. I, I'm focused. I, I was definitely focused priority on, on players, but, but the coaching staff, can he keep it intact? It, that's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because I, I do think that there are people waffling now on, uh, on what they should do. And, and is this worth the headache that sometimes it uh, is working on yeah, the staff? How about, how about the brand new coach from Notre Dame, defensive line coach? Yeah, just right. Got in this wondering. You know, he was he was one decision away from maybe being right back out of here. Mm -hmm. um, right. You're right. That's yes. Yeah. That's, that's tough. These, these guys are moving families. Their families are here, and and the coaching profession is tough enough as it is for these guys and their wives and their children. And so to have this uncertainty only makes it more stressful. Here's the interesting thing, and how much they thought this was a done deal is that one of them uh, had a relative that was going to go to Michigan and had to reverse course and, and apply other places uh, because uh, he wasn't going to be going to Michigan anymore and uh, because there was too much uncertainty. So I want to get back for a second, Angelique, to you know everything that the, the Minnesota media wrote about this, and it kind of backed up what we said that, okay, here's the thing that, that I didn't put in the article when I said, okay, uh, Jim Harbaugh is planning on signing with Minnesota and uh, which was hundred percent true um, that he viewed it as a formality of sorts. I believe that's true. I think he went in there and, and they all have egos, but Jim Harbaugh's thinking I'm Jim Harbaugh, you know, they want me, I'm going to take it and uh, so on and so forth. But they were preparing to up there. Like they, he was going to be their head coach. There's no question about it. They can say, people can say whatever they want to. Uh, what about this Jim Stapleton thing, Angelique? about uh, they've got a minority owner here who doesn't like Jim Harbaugh. So he's the one that sabotaged this whole thing. I don't know if he had that much um, pull or input here. I think, yeah, that was a consideration. I think uh, one thing I'd heard is that the 49ers input people, you know, they, they talked to more people with the, the 49ers organization about the relationships with Jim. And I have a feeling that that played a little bit more of a role. And, and when they asked him about it, um, I can only imagine, like, I mean, we know when we ask Jim anything that he takes a little personally, he gets a little, I think he gets, you know, a little tight. Then, then that's mm -hmm. when he stares at you. That's when he says, I'm not peeling back the onion. And, it, you know, if he said something like that to the Vikings, well, yeah, they, they expect answers. They're, this is a nine-hour interview. They are looking to find out what it is that went, what happened with the 49ers. Is this going to happen again? So the Stapleton um reporting i mean I, I'm, that's accurate but it's i don't know how much that played a role in it um, i think more of the management issues from his 49ers tenure was probably more of of an issue in in the conversations with him and we'd heard that about the raiders too that because he's got a great relationship with mark davis mm -hmm. here and i don't want to say that the the rams or i'm sorry the 49ers are blackballing him for the rest of the nfl i think they're just being honest as they see it you know and, uh, you know, when your coach goes into a room to the owner and he says, this is this meeting's for men only, you know, and I'm the owner of another team and I'm thinking, OK, you know, uh, let's make sure that we're not going to have these issues again. And I don't think that's unfair. 
No, I agree. And, and, you know, look, I think a lot of the things that, the, the things that I, I heard that, that Jim uh, may have said during these interviews, a lot of these th- with the Vikings, a lot of these things play well in a college locker room setting or a college environment with 18 to 21 year olds. And, you know, they were looking to change a culture at the Vikings. You know, they made, they stay cleaned house with their GM and their, and their uh, coach. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to put Jim Harbaugh in that category with Zimmer. I don't think he's that kind of guy. And, um, but I don't think they saw enough in this interview to feel like he could be the guy to, to fix things there and to change the culture. Because I think some of the stuff that plays well for him here at Michigan, that Michigan fans would eat up. It's just not what the Vikings were looking for. I mean, that's just, you, you can't, you can't pull some of those things from here and take there. That's just my vague, yeah. vague opinion here. And if you They're believe the Minnesota writers, right. I know yeah. what you're saying. And if you believe the Minnesota writers, it got to that point uh, where three at three o'clock, you know, they're hiring him, you know, and they're like, wow, this is really going to happen. You know, he came in here and, and he aced the interview. And then you start mm-hmm. asking those hard questions, Skeen. And it's like, okay. Um, you know, now when we interviewed Jim Harbaugh, you know, it's after about, you know, uh, 10 minutes that the, the answers start getting to be about five words and that's nothing, you know, it's just like, he, he seems to lose interest and that's not disparaging him. That's just the way he is. Right. So I can only imagine at five hours or four and a half hours with, with Jim Harbaugh, you know, um, you know what he's thinking and how that thing is going to be a fly on that wall. And I, Angelique, I know that you know, people that, that were privy to some of what went on and we wouldn't ask you obviously for, for those details on the record, we're going to have drinks later and you can tell me everything, but um Skeen, uh, it doesn't, in that sense, it just shouldn't surprise anybody, I guess, that, you know, after four and a half hours here, um, I mean, nine hour interviews are a long interview. Have you ever had a nine hour interview? Uh, collectively, no. I was going to say, yeah, for, for, for jobs that I've had, uh, you know, you can have multiple interviews for sure. That's kind of standard issue now in the corporate world, two, three, four. Then you have a panel interview with maybe HR, a hiring manager, a couple other managers. But nothing that would even equal nine hours, certainly nothing that right. I've experienced. Um, so, uh, yeah, based on what I see, right? So I, I'm not, you know, I don't have access to the head coach like you guys do. But just from the outside looking in on television, you could tell his patience for the question lines is pretty thin. And not granted, you know, game days, et cetera, are emotional. And, and he's probably got more important things he'd rather do, like get to his team and coaches and his family after a game than answer questions from you guys. That's no disrespect for you guys, but it just seems like that's the way it looks. And so, you know, it sounds like Minnesota did exactly what they should have done, which is put this guy in an uncomfortable situation. Let's, let's keep him here for hours and see how this goes. What kind of patience level does he demonstrate? And what happens when we put him in these kind of uh, uh, moments and ask him questions to describe some things in length and go into some detail and have a long-term conversation here. And maybe it didn't go so well. And then the other thing, you guys, maybe this coach from the Los Angeles Rams is really, really, really good. And they just decided, you know what, this is the guy that's going to get us to the Super Bowl where we want to go. And Coach Harbaugh is good but not as good as this other guy. And after nine hours, we now know this. And so we're going with the Rams guy, which is obviously what they did. And so that's, uh, you know, again, if you're an NFL owner, uh, this is not about feeling good and uh, being happy, uh, unless maybe, you know, some Detroit Lions fans might argue with me there. But 
uh, every NFL team I've ever, ever known about or had, you know, teammates that played for or know about, there is one freaking goal, and that is to get to the Super Bowl and win it. And whoever can get us there is going to be the one we pick. And Jim Harbaugh came in second. Or third. Or um, third. <laughs> uh, Angelique, uh, is, is Jim Harbaugh the best short-term solution for this program going forward because i know there were a lot of people in you know a lot of fans with a lot of angst saying okay where do we go next and uh, i do know from people who are on the committee that they were going to call luke fickle i knew that and that's a pipe dream and i want to ask you about that in a second with your ohio roots unfortunately but uh and who day and god bless you for that because i've been I've been living vicariously through Angelique watching the Cincinnati Bengals play. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and that's my team now. So, but anyway, um, and I know that Matt rule was on the list uh, and I think that Angelique knows that too, but um, you know, I think rule might've been a possibility depending on the contract. Uh, I don't think fickle there's any way in hell he's coming to Michigan, but in the short term, in that respect, Angelique for the program stability is Jim Harbaugh, the best, the best option. I think so. I mean, I, you know, he's he's got a proven track record here. It, you know, you would think it's going to encourage the continuity. But again, I mean, as we talked about, it's been disrupted. There's there's a break in that line right now. Um, but yes, I mean, he's a very good coach. He's all those things that we've talked about. He's quirky. He's this, that. But everybody, he's a known commodity here. Um, would it, I mean, it, I thought, I was anticipating the next step. I mean, I was waiting to see who the next coach would be and, and how that would go. I mean, handing off pretty nice, a nice program to the next coach. I'm not saying that the next one couldn't have done a, a very good job this season, this upcoming season, but yeah, I mean, for now, and I, and you know, it just, do you look at Jim, is this a fallback for Jim? I mean, if you know, if you're saying that, you know, he he was, he mm -hmm. wanted this Vikings job, um, do Michigan fans feel a little bit like a fallback for Jim Harbaugh? So um, you know, those are things I think that people have to work through. And I, in, in this day and age, people forget things that happened yesterday. So I think that that there will be peace soon in the fan base with the players and everything. It'll just take time. But um, I was looking forward to seeing what the next step would be. I wanted to see where Ward Manuel would go. I mean, this is a big test for him to see his uh, his chops in terms of um, – um, in terms of the hiring process. And it's not because I wanted Luke Fickle here, Chris. Don't smile. I was going to say, you were <laughs> gone. You read my mind. <laughs> He's dreaming. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you got Federer back there who's going to get a little jealous, Angelique. So. <laughs> yeah, well, right. I can't see him right now. You got him blocked out. So I think Luke Fickle is a great coach. I mean, and, I and he is at my alma mater at Cincinnati. And you look at how he's recruited Ohio hard. And in the shadows – of Ohio State, I mean, 100 miles away. He's done a really amazing job. He is a guy who um, he wants to be someplace for a while. He wants stability. Look how long he's been at, at UC now, and he's had opportunities. So, yeah, I, I was kind of curious to see how that – I really wanted to see how those conversations would go. Would a, a you know, diehard, true – I want to say true blue Buckeye, but you can't say that – um, would somebody like him consider this? I, I think he would have considered it. And I've talked mm -hmm. to people who know Luke and said, yeah, he'd do it. He'd do it. But those ties to Ohio State are, are so Wait a minute. strong. Wait a minute. He'd, he'd do it. He'd take the job or he'd interview for it. Yeah, no, no. I thought I heard people saying that they that he would take this job. But but all the scarlet and gray matter, you know, the, the DNA playing there, coaching there forever. 
I mean, you look at Luke, everyone can say he's like the coach in waiting at Ohio State, but he did have a year there. It didn't go well as, as the interim. And, you know, I, I, I'm just not so sure he is the guy they slide in if Ryan Day leaves. But, I mean, that we'll, we'll see that because that will happen at some point. Ryan Day will move on, I think. So um, I, I think Wait it's a minute. something that – That seems to be a no-brainer, though, Angelique, right? Fickle waiting for Ryan Day to move on and taking that job. Are they not as interested in him as he – I mean, maybe out? Marcus Freeman will be ready by that point. You know, he's at Notre Dame. He's a defensive coordinator. Maybe he's somebody that, that Gene Smith wants to hire at Ohio State. I, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know. But I think that's somebody who's who's getting ready um, to, to – I mean, he was a defensive coordinator and then elevated to, no, to head coach at Notre Dame. So – um, you, you know, you're going to look, let's see where Marcus Freeman goes in the next couple of years with that. And then, then I think you wait, cause I don't think Ryan Day's leaving anytime soon, soon, but, right. um, I mean, he's had issues there too. He wanted a, he wanted a bigger payday too. He wanted that contract, which they will release soon. Ryan Day is going to get a bump in his salary too. But, um, look, I think people are going to start wondering if this is the lifestyle to keep too. this college football life. And, and, you know, if there's an NFL opportunity, I think someone like Ryan Day looks. Uh, okay, Doug Skeen. Uh, that's you know where it's going. You, you just spoke, hit you that nail. In the yeah, nail, all right, tell nail, me. nail on the head, Angelique. Yeah. I think in the in this current era, I don't care if your name is Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh, Lincoln Riley, um, because these coaches have no control over their rosters right now. There are no rules. There is no equal salary cap. It is whoever's got the money and whoever's willing to go recruit other players in the era of NIL and transfer. If I'm Ryan Day or another talented coach and I got a chance to go to the NFL and see what I can do, I'm giving it a hard look. And I think I think Ryan Day will be in the NFL inside of three years. And then the next guy at Ohio State will step up. It could very well be Coach Fickle. And then that'd be a great choice for them because he's obviously a very good coach. But I think that we're seeing a transformation in college football, including coaches, mm-hmm. uh, that obviously we've never seen in our lifetimes, and it's changing so quickly. I think you're going to see a lot of coaching movement if given the opportunity to the NFL. The interesting part of a fickle thing, Angelique, is if you hire him and then what happens if Ohio State opens up in two years, that's a risk uh, if you're if you're uh, Ward Manuel. And what, what, how about the optics of that? Would that be unbelievable? But two things that I want to say, 1969 is a lot, is a long time ago, right? You didn't have social media. You didn't have, the Ohio State ban, fan base was not quite as crazy back then, right? So Bo Schembechler wasn't going to get death threats or wasn't going to, you know, have dog crap. Oh, come on, Ballas. They, they were that crazy back then. They just didn't have an iPhone to prove it. Or, or Twitter or a Twitter account, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that's fair. Uh, at the same time, my God, Angelique, um, we've seen that fan base, and I'm not not disparaging them all, just 90% of them. Uh, they're nuts. And, I mean, that yeah. made his life miserable. And so, you, but you think that even with his family and everything else, because we've heard that, boy, that would be a huge consideration for him that, I mean, he might say, okay, I will take this job, but maybe he goes and interviews and then, gets cold feet at the last second and says, what am I doing? And then Michigan's left with egg on its face. But you really think that he would take this job? I think it's a calculated risk to think that he is a shoe-in at Ohio State, and I'm not making a okay. shoe reference. I, I just right. think unless he's got a guarantee from Gene Smith saying, yes, you're going to be the next coach, why would you turn down a Michigan? I mean, really. I mean, these are, there are there are the blue blood programs out there, and, mm-hmm. and maybe Michigan hasn't 
been in the upper echelon year after year now, the last 10 years, um, you know, getting to the playoff and, and uh, being in the national championship contention, but it is still Michigan. And, uh, you know, Gary Moeller was a captain of the Ohio State team, and I know it was back in the day, but he came to Michigan too. So, um, I, look, the guy is, I mean, he grew up right there. I mean, he, he is as Ohio State as it comes. But uh, I, I just don't think you just dismiss Luke Fickle and like, oh, he would never come here. I, I think right. that a reasonable head coach who wants to take that next step, not disparaging Cincinnati, because um, yeah. he didn't, you know, but it, would you do you want to be in the Big 12? Or you want to be in the Big 10, which you know better. And and do you want to recruit an area you want, you know, well, you know, these this tri-state area? He knows that well. Um, I, I just think that he'd be foolish not to uh, take a hard look at Michigan. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, true story. Uh, you went to school with Urban Meyer at UC. Is that correct? I mean, we were in the same class. I didn't know him, but yeah, we, we graduated in the same class. Okay. You were, yeah. okay. Oh, I thought you meant, so did you have any classes together? There was no canoodling on the diag or anything? <laughs> no, okay. I, I, you know, I, I don't remember him. I mean, I was working at the school okay. paper then. I don't, I don't remember him at all. And uh, I remember the one time that uh, uh, the Citrus Bowl game, Lloyd's last game, and we were in, there was like a line of the, the Florida and, you know, Urban was there and Tim Tebow. And I, I just, you know, asked him something and I said, oh, as a quick aside, you know, we were classmates, absolutely stone face. You know, most people would say, oh, that's interesting. Nothing. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so not Urban like Meyer did not know me at UC. Okay. I, I was the one to know there. I'm not him. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody knows you now. And, yeah. Uh, right. Done, oh, sure. Well, they do. And you've done great work. You are okay. by far the best. Okay, the Chris. Team. And I appreciate it. I really appreciate you being here with us to to kind of clear the air here about uh, exactly what, what went on. So, um, Skeen, your last thoughts here on, on where Michigan goes. Can this be the distraction that derails a 2022 season? If the players allow it, Ballas, it's always about the players. And the players always know who the players are. So, Whoever was going to emerge as the leaders on this team are still going to be the same guys. There'll be a few unknowns come fall. Um, but the leadership on this team was already beginning to take place. These guys are having conversations in their apartments, on their couches, and hanging around, just spending time with one another. And somebody's going to have to take control of this team. And the leaders on that roster will decide, in a large part, how this goes. That's obviously, there's a short list of names we can all rattle off, starting with the quarterbacks. Uh, we've got two upperclassmen tight ends. You've got a, a couple offensive linemen. You, there's there's players there, and that will be the, the deciding factor with how this season goes. And there'll be a connection, obviously, with the coaching staff, And but there'll be a reset. There's going to have to be some conversations, some clearing of the air conversations here this winter before they get into spring football. Let's remember, you guys, we don't even have a defensive coordinator yet. Did I miss something? Was there an announcement yet? There's a new DC in town because I missed that if it, if it was announced. So there's still a lot of questions in the air. The big fat reset button must be hit. And whoever's going to lead this team's got to step up and do so. Uh, Angelique, you were talking about uh, earlier, you were talking about Jim's you know track record, a proven track record. And I agree, there's a proven track record. And he can be a really good coach. He can also be really average. And we've seen that in his time here in Michigan. So we'll see because every season is of its own self and 2022 will be no different. Yeah. I, I put it as... Underestimate how much 
Yeah, you're right. Jim can be average. He made himself better with this coaching staff he brought in. Yes. Mike McDonald helped make Jim Harbaugh better oh, yeah. this year. Josh Gaddis got better last year. Uh, Mike Hart added a lot to this team. Ron Bellamy added a lot. So there were a lot of really good hires. I'm not. I'm not uh, forgetting Steve Klingscale and, and George Hilo. So um, you are as good as your assistant coaching staff too. So. Um, yep. you know, he's got to keep those guys in place and you're right, Doug. I mean, he's got to, the, the players have to, it, it has to come from within them. Uh, but do they have an Aiden Hutchinson? Who's going to be really that fiery guy. Who's going to keep, you know, Ronnie Bell could be that guy. Um, the big, we shall see, but you know, it's yeah. going to be, I, I don't think this is a quick, you know, snap your fingers. It's going to be done. I think this is going mm -hmm. to take it's a process it's a quarterback uh, competition. You know, who knows what kind of hurt feelings are going to be there coming out of spring ball. Uh, yeah. heading into camp so there's a lot there is a lot this it is like a drama here a soap opera it is, it is. yeah as as ann arbor turns or whatever but um it is fascinating because too when you've got these players like okay when if they for example say that jj mccarthy beats out Cade mcnamara and Cade wanted to leave and i don't know if that'd be the case i'm just spitballing here but you know, if you're Jim Harbaugh, you say, well, where's the loyalty, you know, to a kid like that after what you've just gone through, then it's like, sure, coach, you know, okay, we'll sign this, please, you know, type of thing. So last thing I want to leave you with, Angelique, is something that Rich Eisen said yesterday on his show at three o'clock. He said, maybe at three o'clock, which is when, you know, supposedly that everything turned, maybe Jim Harbaugh was like, okay, I'm done interviewing. Do you want me or not? And he said, I was, you know, I'm the only coach that's ever been to a Super Bowl and been in the college football playoff. I could see something like that happening with like, look, we've been here for a long time. I was under the impression that you wanted to hire me. Do you want to hire me or not? Do you think that's out of the realm of possibility, Angelique? Well, I don't think he's in any position or anybody interviewing for a head coaching job to issue right. ultimatums, you know, and I know, but Jim Harbaugh does think highly of Jim Harbaugh. I, I mean, and that's not a criticism. He just, he's got a lot of confidence in himself and, and maybe he did do something like that. I, you know, I, then why would the interview have continued on for five more hours or whatever? I don't know when the interview ended, when it started and would that right. have been three central or four Eastern? I don't know. But um, you know, I, I just think, you know, that would have been, I guess I could see Jim issuing an ultimatum like that, but, uh, and losing patience and, and that, and if he did, then that, that's a deal breaker. What, what, yeah. what, what management group would want to hire someone like that? Who's saying, okay, I'm the guy, we know that hire me. Um, you yeah. don't do that. And, um, but I don't think it was like this epiphany, like, oh, I'm going to mess this up now. I really want to go back to Michigan. I don't think it was right. anything like that. I think he was all in for this. He prepared for many hours on Monday and Tuesday in his office. Uh, and, uh, you know, Matt Weiss was a big part of this, getting him ready for the analytics conversations that were going to happen. Because as Doug pointed out earlier, the game has changed significantly. The NFL game, um, college football has changed too, obviously, in the last seven, eight years. But, um, I, you know, if he did that, that that's just, you know, I, I can't I can't imagine he did. But yeah. I yeah. can't imagine that he's, you know, not the Vikings coach right now. So I can't either. Yeah, but it's fascinating. <laughs> Guys, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time. Angelique, uh, the best in the business, Doug Skeen, the best in the business. Skeen, you could be you could be an analyst for a living, you know. Maybe tech, you know, get your play by play skills going too. I don't know if you've ever done that, but there's an opening. Well, you know, when I when I watch the PGA and the LPGA ballast, I do my best Jim Nance to <laughs> lower my voice and calm the yeah. senses and Talk about yeah. the putting stream and the in and out pet, club head path and 
a tradition together. Is that how you read good. the Manscaped ad? Is that the voice he uses for the Manscaped ads? Oh, Angelique, you don't want to hear these reads that Ballas does. You do not want to hear these. You've heard them. I've Are heard them. Me? I've heard them. I've heard them. I think uh, Clayton may be the most, you know, you know, face completely straight face when he does those. And I'm like, I, I couldn't get through that. Obviously, they're a great sponsor. They're they're a great sponsor, and I'm convinced that these guys that write these things are screwing with Ballas to make him read these things. <laughs> oh, for <laughs> sure. Well, there, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, the real coup. The real coup is having Jim hand it to Jim Harbaugh and have him have him read it. That would be that would yeah. be really funny. That would be yeah. really. That'd be like Saturday Night Live having a Peyton uh, Peyton Manning moment with uh, all right with Harbaugh. twenty gold blue guy. By the way, twenty gold blue at manscaped.com, I believe it is. So uh, you know, that's <laughs> just fantastic. So I'm gonna make you read the next one, Skeen, just for the hell of it. So <laughs> I don't think uh, I can get through it. <laughs> I well, remember the one we did with six takes, and yes. uh, and I gotta tell you, by the way, that's a great product. Um, and I'm not disparaging. I mean, I I love it. I use it every day. Used it this morning on my hair. They've got shampoo. Uh, regular <laughs> so just to, anyway we're done with this all right angelique i can't tell you uh, how much i appreciate it so thanks for being here and skiing um yeah you as well so we'll do it again next week doug and uh, angelique again thank you so much thank you no it's my pleasure it's always fun seeing doug at least yeah, thanks i knew you were gonna say <laughs> thanks. something thanks angelique <laughs> hey wait remember who day who day who day baby that's right yeah, Go i'm gonna like seriously through you now i hope <laughs> they lose Oh, I hope they lose. Not just kidding, not true at all. So uh, you're uh, you're hey. set for you're set for a lot you're set for a lot of years with that young quarterback. By the way, I know, so, no, bro. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're yeah. done. Yeah, uh, but okay. thanks, guys. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Take care. All right, go blue. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.